morning, everyone. This is Kathy Mason from Mason Works Marketing here on Conscious Business Zone with my friend Marcy Newman. Hi, Marcy. Hey, Kathy. It's so fun to be here with you. I haven't seen you in such a long time. Yeah. This is great. Yes, it's great. And we made it through the lockdown and everything. And <laughs> yes. we're still here cheerleading on to get exactly. everybody so that they they can really see how powerful they are mm -hmm. and create the life that they really want. I'm so glad you're here. Thanks. So, so Marcy, um, you have so many different things behind your name. <laughs> it's, it's not like <laughs> I had a printer friend that gave me a business card one time and he was making fun of the insurance industry and it, <laughs> his name, well, I won't tell you his name, but anyway, he had E-I-E-I-O. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you do, you have a ton of uh, different designations and certifications that you've done to bring to your customers and to um, make a more inclusive and energetic and emotional baggage release um, uh, possibility for your customers. So, so Anna Reverend. So, yes. yeah. Wow. So how, tell me your journey a little bit about how you got <laughs> to this. Well, no, I just want everyone to know. I mean, I know you have incredible quality and you have a great reputation, but I want to make sure that everyone here starts to get to know mm -hmm. your reason why and how, how you, your journey to this, because mm -hmm. You know, we've all been doing this. I know you've been doing it 20 years. Uh, I mean, we, we well, it, we're in service, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, I laughed because in actuality, um, this year I'm celebrating my 50th year in this field of helping hearts to heal. Wow. Yeah. I was actually ordained back in 1970. Wow. as a spiritualist minister. And at that time, I was trained in hands-on healing, mediumship, channeling, and what we now call today energy medicine. But at the same time, I graduated from nursing school. And so as a young registered nurse, I had so not only these very unusual credentials, but I had an understanding about healing both from a conventional medical background and a metaphysical background. And um, what soon developed was I was looked upon as a liaison between those two worlds, even way back then. You know, I remember so often patients, their families, and then, you know, what happened was as my reputation for being able to help people to understand on a deeper level what was happening with them. The doctors and other staff members really started to take note. And I was very, very blessed from um, a very early age and early time to be able to pioneer so much of what we are appreciating in the field today. And so um, I say, you know, just like everyone else, it's really a lifelong journey. Mm -hmm. But, you know, because I also have so many childhood memories where I had, uh, you know, flashbacks of past or parallel lives and all kinds of things that were taking place. But what was also very clear at the time was that I had a knowingness that very few people had and it was a wisdom that came from deep within me and even as um you know a, a young woman i remember even being in high school how i became that go-to person from uh my friends and also their parents and so it was just this natural progression to tell you the truth where i started to recognize uh, very early on that this was my path. However, like anyone else, I got detoured a bit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, product of, you know, the 70s, sex, drug, and rock and roll. You yeah, know? Yeah. Like, and, you know, but the truth of the matter is, no, I didn't really get into that so much. But, you know, I did get married, and I had children, and I 
worked so hard to try to live this conventional life, um, trying to wear only the hats that those roles sort of, you know, delved out to me. And all the while trying to keep um, this spiritual knowingness kind of at bay until one day I couldn't do it any longer. Yep. And yep. it just, yeah, it was hellbound, heaven bound, I should say, to have, to have its way with me. <laughs> Isn't that cool? Well, so, so the thing is, is that because you had the traditional medicine, the nursing yeah. degree, and the spiritual side, yeah. you were marrying spirit and science, mm -hmm. which is what we're hopefully doing finally now. And and so you had a more yes. holistic view about um, about the body's capacity to heal and how powerful thoughts are. That's right. Um, yeah, you know, and and it also because it opened so many doors for me. I also got to meet a lot of other people on this path and recognized, of course, that we were all headed in the same direction and that it was really a call. Even back then, I recognized that we were being called to up level. We were being called to take our divinity and rather than just leaving it for Saturday or Sunday, right, that we were actually meant to be living this on an everyday um, basis and from a very conscious level. And so I started to do, I, I was so blessed, Kathy. You know, I was invited to uh, create programs, for instance, for um, one of the largest hospital systems on Long Island at the time. Wow. And had also done community outreach. And all of this that I'm describing is really what they considered as integrative medicine. Yeah. But I was doing energy work. I was teaching energy work in these um, outreach programs. And then I was asked to create programming for hospice. I worked with um, brain injured adults. I worked with children, autistic children. Um, I just had so many incredible opportunities until I was finally asked to teach medical students. Wow. And, yeah, and this was, I mean, imagine that this was going on. Of course, you know, it didn't get too much notoriety at the time because so many people didn't understand it. So many people were fearful of it. But um, it just had, you know, a heart of its own. And then eventually what happened was um, I, I just, I knew that this really needed all of our focus. And so I co-founded a not-for-profit organization for Reiki practitioners. And it was to up-level them to be seen as professionals. And we started to put them in um, hospitals, operating rooms, doctor's offices, et cetera. And so, yeah, it's it's just been an incredible ride. You know, it's it has had a lot of ups and downs, but through it all, I have to say, I mean, I've been carried by spirit. Everything was always laid out for me. Isn't that fantastic? Well, um so I, I um, have to say I relate a lot to this because we had to go undercover and use different language. Yes. If, we, if we used language from the heart, we weren't taken serious, but you could use language from here. Well, it's like going underground, really. <laughs> but, but with the same mission, but you had to use a different way of um, presenting it, but the same solution, right? Um, a lot of a lot of what you're saying is is correct. However, okay, I also started to recognize, um, and this happened after I had a very profound personal epiphany. It was back in two thousand three. And I was shown at that time, as my heart was being broken open, that this was the key, this was the path. And I found right from that moment going forwards, 
that no longer could I be speaking the language to appease others. I needed to introduce a new language yes. and that was the language of the heart. You really hit the nail on the head. And so that was when I went from uh, being undercover to being full on and giving people the opportunity to experience me, to experience what I was teaching and to experience a different level of conscious awareness where they could also embrace their hearts and find that not only could they live that life that you described in the beginning, you know, life we all want to live, but also to begin to understand that it's a life that we all deserve to be living. Mm, in other words, we're meant to live this way. It's our birthright. And so this whole transition took place after that epiphany. And um, I'll tell you, it was as if the universe just laid itself at my feet when I started to follow that path. So, so uh, what, what I'm excited about is that I really feel that we're at a crossing point right now where um, we've been in a pressure cooker <laughs> to wake us all up. And I'm including myself because even though I've been doing this a long time, there's still stuff that's leaving. And it, it reminds you, it's like, huh, how could that still be there? But it is sometimes, <laughs> right? But, course, but uh, we're human. Huh? I've said, of course, we're human. Yes, yes. Yeah. Well, but I think I think we stood in line to get these bodies to be here right now mm -hmm. to help with the change and in your case, be a huge support to the change. Yes. So that people can actually live in joy because suffering is optional. Correct. Yeah, no, I think that was really well said. Um, and I, you know, what I find in my work is that um, there is a knowingness you know, and they also people are feeling this yearning in their hearts to live life differently, but often they don't have the tools or they don't have the understanding or they have no idea how to begin. Because even as you described, whatever path is opening up before them where they're suddenly consciously aware of it, it requires that you let go of wherever you are right now. And that's a huge task for a lot of people. Um, as I said for myself, when, you know, this happened for me and the epiphany that I had, it required of me that I leave behind everything that I had really thought defined me for about 30 years. Wow. I left my marriage, my home, much of my family, I left my community, my job, my friends. Um, I really did leave behind the aspects of me that I could feel were keeping me in a place that I no longer fit in. I understand. And it's like the only thing that I can think of is to you know, just imagine being this flower in a pot. And you know how when it doesn't have room to grow, you have all those roots that are all like entangled in the bottom and then they start to crack the pot and push through and reach for whatever they need. That was me. And I could feel it. And I could also feel, in truth, I could feel my spirit dying. Oh, wow. And... um it was, it was a, um, how do they describe it? A come to Jesus moment, yeah. you might say, because um, I had to start to look at my life, not as I wanted it to be, but as it truly was. Mm -hmm. And this is what I have found is so essential um, for all of us as we are on this ascension path. And that is it it requires that we cultivate this courage to see things as they truly are. We have to step out of the illusion, out of the fantasy, 
And we have to let go of whatever is, you know, sort of hell-bent on keeping us there. Because we are in such an accelerated path that if we linger, if we allow these, um, these aspects of us that are disintegrating in the speed of light and try to hold on to them, what happens is exactly what happened to me. And that was I started to feel not only my spirit die, but my body deteriorate. Oh. And at the time, I just sort of brushed it off as, oh, just normal aging. But here's what happened. A year after I left that life, one day I went to get up out of my chair, go answer the door, and all of a sudden, the things that had really been, um, had been, I could feel, as I said, this deterioration. I had such pain in my hips, I wouldn't be able to get up out of a chair. Um, I constantly had headaches, digestive problems, and I used to have panic attacks in the middle of the night. Wow. And all of a sudden, as I'm leaping up out of my chair to answer the door, I realized, oh my God, I haven't felt one of those things in a year. Wow, that's fantastic. So your body knows, your body knows, mm -hmm. and it told you. Yeah. And and you paid attention. Yeah. Well, you've been paying attention all along since uh if, if by you taking the leap of um, experiencing being a spiritualist minister that young and learning healing, you've been you followed the breadcrumbs or the I call them memos mm -hmm. um, because it seems like lots of people get them, but only a handful um, follow them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I did, Kathy, but as I said, you know, there was that period also where I tried to just fit in. Right. You know, I was, everybody <laughs> looked at me as being so eccentric. And, you know, like I had a friend who for my birthday gave me these, um, uh, you know, uh, graphics, right, of me uh, in different past life experiences that I had shared and everybody thought it was absolutely hilarious. Oh gosh. That's, yeah. And that's... the truth of the matter was I laughed right along with them. I wasn't offended at all, but I realized how people perceived me. And so wow. there was a lot of me that I contracted that I tried so hard to fit in. Yeah. And, um, I believe that that also was the contrast that gave me the courage to step back into my path. All along, I was putting band-aids on those little parts of me, right. you know, keep that voice quiet. Like you said, keep it under wraps for God's sakes. What will people think? Well, I mean, well yeah. also it was more that you couldn't be functioning. I mean, if yeah. you're in a if, and you're in a male dominated business world, which mm -hmm. we were, and yeah. you're highly sensitive and you see a more holistic view of what's happening and you hear people's language and you realize what their story is just by what their language is, then you you can help. You can assist them if you're on team with them or if you're the manager of them, you can help alleviate that. But it's. It's a burden. I used to have a clothing store in Boulder called The Bugle uh -huh. that was in the Boulder Auto, the corner of the Boulder Auto. And people would tell me their deepest, darkest secrets. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I would, I would have to go home and watch a black and white old movie and cry it out. Mm -hmm. I didn't have, I mean, because I was told not to tell anybody and they felt a hundred percent better but yeah. as an empath and sensitive it was like what do i do with this and how horrible and you know so i would i would find myself i still can cry at movies it, sure. it's a great release yeah. <laughs> but no and, and and thank you for sharing that because i think that you know 
so many of us have experienced that. And like I said, I spent a lot of time and energy putting little band-aids on those voices that wanted to come through. Yeah. And, you know, but I also had four kids and, you know, I had, I had a former husband. He used to say to me, why can't you just behave? <laughs> I got it. I totally got it. But the truth of the matter was, from my perspective, I wasn't I wasn't misbehaving. I was just trying to be me. Right. And trying to teach and trying to give people permission to be themselves right. also. Right. And it's so much a part of this. You know, it's I think, you know, what we're being called to do as well. And I said this earlier about, you know, really being invited to come into our divinity at this time is that we must let go of the parts of us that we have cultivated to appease others, the parts of us that we have um, followed the programming to live up to the expectations of others. We must start to love ourselves because that frequency of energy is where we align with our divinity. Yep, yep. So we have to first be able to accept ourselves as something more than what we've been trying to play at. And we have to, I remember thinking, you know, I, I remember like when all of this was coming forward and I had this sense of like doom, right? It was like, oh my God. Um, but I also remember hearing this voice and it was, you know, like the jig's up. You know, there's there's no more play acting. Ah. There's no more play acting. And what had um, what had sort of come up for me during that epiphany was myself, my own heart saying, how much longer do I have to do this, Lord? Wow. Yeah. And so I realized, you know, that our higher self is constantly, you know, feeding us, constantly whispering in our ear, follow me, follow me, follow mm -hmm. me. And then what happens is, like I said, you know, you get the message, jigs up. <laughs> it's like now or never, you know, this is it. And you said it so beautifully. We're at a crossroad. We're at a precipice. This is now the jig is up. You must let go of whatever has been creating this shrunken version of you because we're all being called to come right forward. well if we want to be in joyful co-creation and going into the age of aquarius is about peace and love and right. we're coming out of this um patriarchal highly mm -hmm. competitive warlike <laughs> mindset that it's survival of the fittest, which right. isn't even true. So, so much of the programs that our parents gave us and that the education system gave us, we're going to find probably aren't quite what we thought they were. And that there's an opportunity to now be in a highly creative um, world that creates the problem solves at an at a equitable um, manner and yeah. but you have to start with you so so we're going to go back to self-love a little bit here because mm -hmm. i i am fascinated with um all of the teachers that i've followed so far and i'm including you in it now because of um self-love is the key to all of it because that's the key to compassion for everything not Right, right. Or, yeah. or what? What do you see? Because I think we're at this turning point, and the opportunities available. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, here's my view. I believe, and and like I said, so this this really came to me like you know it hit me over. I, I'd like to say it hit me over the head, but the truth is, it just tore my heart open, oh. and it. Um, it started to show me that, well, it showed me a number of things, but what was so confusing to people was that they were equating self-care with self-love. 
And so I'd like to take just a moment to differentiate those for our audience. Mm -hmm. So self-care um, is actually why self-love has gotten such a bad rap. Oh. Okay. Self-care started to arise during the time where people were just sort of awakening to like the law of attraction and spiritual universal laws were coming up in, in consciousness and etc. And I'm talking about more in the general public. Um, but anyway, so, you know, self-care started also to come to the surface, you know, take time for yourself, uh, make certain that you are taking time to just be quiet and imagine, um, go for a massage, go for, you know, meditation, go for whatever it was that would soothe your soul. And, you know, there were a lot of, uh, you talk about the patriarchal um, uh, model for things, right? There was a bit of an uproar about this because there was a, because this spiritual journey is a bit more prevalent in women's lives than men, um, women started to move out of the home looking for this soothing, looking to be comforted. And, you know, it caused a bit of an uprising in the male-dominated roles at the time or the mindset. And so women started to be called selfish if they took time away from their families, if they took time away from their responsibilities to take care of themselves. So um, this is where self-love really did get that bad rap. But self-care and self-love couldn't be further apart on the spectrum. So self-care is all those things that you do to comfort yourself, to soothe your soul, to, um, you know, ease your stress, your anxiety. You come out of it feeling like, feeling a, like a much healthier and happier person. Self-love takes you out of your comfort zone. There is nothing comfortable about it. Self-love is that journey, it's the unfolding of that authentic you and it demands, it requires that you let go of the, as I said before, either the programs or the conditioning or the roles or the expectations of others and you at all costs shed whatever is anchoring you, tethering you to that belief system for the purpose of aligning with yourself as the creative force. Beautiful. You cannot be a conscious creative force calling in the frequencies of the highest vibration as possible if you are conforming to the programs and the conditioning that has been set out upon you to have control over you, mm -hmm. you must let it go. So self-care is what we do kind of in preparation. I say it's like an easing in. We say, oh, this feels so good to finally have time for myself. And then you start, you know, to maybe daydream a little bit about, oh, what if I could do this every Saturday? Or what if, you know, this and that. And you find other people, of course, that also like to do those things. And maybe you've started to meditate or do yoga and all of that. It's fabulous. But make no mistake. It's in preparation to call you to a higher task. Wow. Yep. And that task is to be you, the divine you, the extension of the God consciousness, the creator consciousness. And that's why we are all being called forward now. We are in the process of, of bringing humanity into this vibrational frequency of this new world that we have been slowly creating up until this point that is now 
necessary in being accelerated so that we can shift wholeheartedly into that vibration. Beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. And we're getting some hearts here. Um, what, what I wanted to say is that um, I think you're a frontier in this work. I mean, there's people that are talking about self-talk. They're also talking about the self-care, which thank you for that um, explanation of the difference because I'm still on self-care, I think. But I think you're right. If you don't know how to love yourself, you really can't love this whole journey. And, and so, so how do you do that? <laughs> how do you help people do yeah. that? I guess is what the right question is. Yeah. Well, the first thing that I do when I'm working with my clients is they teach them how to discern energy. Okay. You know, the conscious, the conscious mind that we live in, um, is 97% controlled by the ego. The ego energy always wants you to stay right where you are. Do not rock that boat, it says. Stay behind the couch. Do not come out. And, you know, it's it knows that if you remember who you really are, it's going to lose all control over you. Right. So it works really hard to do that. And it's perfected it in that it uses fear disguised in many different ways in order to keep people in their place. So it's essential then that we learn how to discern the difference between the voice of the ego and the voice of the higher self in a way that we're not dependent on how it should look. Because like I said, that ego is a master of disguise. It'll have you going in circles, which is its most you know, uh, pervasive way of keeping you, uh, preventing you from moving forward. Mm -hmm. And so we, we must discern energetically. So that's always my first step. And we do this by number one, we have to uh, do some repair work by opening the lines of communication between the heart and the higher self, because this programming and conditioning, um, part of that has been to dummy down mm -hmm. this open line of communication, which is actually essential for our well-being. Mm -hmm. So uh, in the dummying down, one of the major ways that it has been accomplished is that we have been taught not to trust that, not to trust that voice. And so what we do is we do some repair work so that there is just no question. When that voice is speaking, not only are you able to um, heal, to hear it, but the first thing is you will feel it. So when you can feel energy, you can discern which frequency is vying for your attention. So that's the first thing. The second thing is, is that we do have to do some deconstruction of the programming. Now, this doesn't mean that we have to pull apart every experience that you've had. What it means is that we deconstruct the programming because the programming has created these belief systems that perpetuate your small self, you shrinking down in the world rather than being the greatest expression of you. And so um, in this deconstruction of those programs, we can now create new programs mm -hmm. that keep you aligned with the true you, the authentic you. I also uh, spoke earlier about the necessity of cultivating courage because it takes courage, let's face it. It's scary to let go of relationships, to let go of um, jobs, to let go of places where you've lived for 30 years. Yeah. Um, but the scariest thing is to let go of our beliefs because you know what we have forgotten 
is that we only need one belief. And that is the belief in the energy of love. That is the creative force. And it will teach us, or should I say, it will remind us of everything that we need. I want to share just a quick little story. You know, it was um, just after I had left my marriage and my home and all of that, and I was finally secure in this new place. Um, it was like a beautiful sanctuary. And all of a sudden, remember I said it was like the universe laid itself at my feet. I started to get visions, downloads of products that I needed to bring to market. Now, you heard my background, most of you. I was a nurse, spiritualist minister, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Nowhere in there was there business training, was there manufacturing experience, was there um, product development, was there package development. And what I was given was a whole series of what I called training wheels for the law of attraction. And they were actually law of attraction products. And they took all of the principles and um, created a product that was 100% geared towards teaching how to use those universal principles within a certain aspect of life. Cool. So I didn't have a clue, not a clue, but I also could not deny what I was feeling. And so I put myself in a state of complete trust, absolute trust, and within six months, Kathy, I had eight products on the market and had started to win international awards for new products on the market. Wow, that's fantastic. Now, when I started, I didn't even know how to send an email. I had to hire someone who could put my computer together for me and teach me how to send an email. I had to hire someone to um, do all of the details, the intricacies of, of you know, finding, um, you know, places where I needed to get these materials and so forth, and um, you know, packaging facilities, all that kind of thing, while I worked to hold the vibrational frequency that these products had been given to me in. Perfect. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And <clears throat> what was at the key of all of that? My success was determined by how much I loved myself. Beautiful. Wow. Yep. So you're, this is what's so wonderful is your story lets people have a model to go with to um, experience their own divinity in that That's way. Right. That's what's so cool. It, we haven't had heroes or heroines. We haven't had them. We've had sports people and mm -hmm. politicians. Oh my God. And um, <laughs> we, yep. so, so this time period. How's that there? working for you? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying is what yeah. happens is, and, and um, um, what, what happens is that when the frequency is right, you're, I teach, I tell my clients, people are buying your light. That's right. So if you can, if you can stay focused on the timeline that, that came through in your soul illumination reading, and then there's an energy package that then you embed into your books, into your products then it keeps expanding as you, so there aren't old products. The energy keeps connecting to your higher self and expands it. And the covers are magnetic, the everything. So, so, but the thing is you have to see yourself. So you're here and you have to see this future self. How do you help people see that future possibility, it, it's, it must start with uh, love, but don't you feel, 
this is from my experience. I feel like I'm holding a mirror and reflecting who they really are back to them mm -hmm. until they don't need me to hold it anymore. Right. So the first thing, and, and that's really beautiful, Kathy. I, you know, it's, it's so essential that we do that for the people that we work with uh, because we are capable of seeing beyond where they are today. But the truth of the matter is, is that I couldn't see myself beyond where I was. It was impossible. I literally was a soccer mom, a PTA, you know, card holding uh, <laughs> member one day. And the next day I'm getting these downloads for products that I knew I needed to bring to market. There was nothing that could have prepared me for that. Wow. Honestly, I kind of had a, a very limited vision because I thought, oh, okay, so I'll continue my healing practice. I'll start working with more people. I'll, you know, because at the same time, also, I downloaded a self help, health, and wellness program. I said, I'll start teaching that, et cetera, et cetera. And um, nothing could have prepared me for what I do today. Wow. Um, when I think about who I was then, I mean, even you're talking now 20 years ago, I wouldn't even let someone take my photo. And now I live in front of the camera yep. every single day. Wow. Um, and it's because if I had limited myself by even the expanded version that I thought I had of myself at that time, I would have denied all of those products coming through me. Mm -hmm. I would have denied those books. I would have denied those programs. I would have denied it because I would have been caught up in the, well, who am I? Yeah. I would have been caught in, well, I don't know how to do that, you know, and it would have sat on the shelf. So what I want to say to people is that the work is really in just becoming so committed to loving yourself and exploring what that is, you won't have to worry about anything else. The universe will take care of it. Just know that wherever you are right now is, it's not even a miniature version of what you will be in your expansive self. Yeah. What you are in your expansive self is divine. And we, our heads cannot wrap around that, which is why we must come to the heart. The heart is the only place where we can begin to see ourselves as we truly are. It Wonderful. takes commitment, it takes courage, and it takes absolute trust that the God, that that consciousness of love that created you is also looking for an escape hatch. <laughs> it, that's all it wants to do is come out and play and show you what it's really all about. Right. right. And when it does, your path your unique take on all of that. I just want you to know it's exactly what the world is waiting for. Yep. Yay. Yes, yes, yes. I, I can't agree with you more. And I'm excited to have you explain um, how I know you have a free ebook and we'll show mm -hmm. that site. Um, how do people work with you? I know you're a coach. But um, do you have programs? Mm -hmm. And I know you have this wonderful ebook, and it's beautiful. Thank you. Uh, it's a, it's beautifully done. Um, uh, how do people work with you to go? Because you know that there's so many people right now that are they had the scare of death basically mm -hmm. three years ago. It was like an invisible enemy could come and get you at any time. And uh, were you complete? Were you done? And so people had at least some some opportunity to go, oops, nope, I, I really, I'm not having that much fun here. <laughs> um, 
and and no, I deep down I know there's so much more that wants to be expressed. Yeah. Um, do you have? Could actually, I'd love it if you'd give us an example without telling us your clients' names of anybody's journey that you might want to share so that somebody, well, because I think that that'll give people the courage to go, mm -hmm. you know, this is, you know, how you worked with them and how they, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh my gosh. Um, is that okay or? Yeah, no, it's just, you know, it's like thousands to select yeah. from. I mean, I've been, I work with people all around the world. Um, so the process that I've uh, created is called heart shifting. And um, it's really at the core of my coaching. And the process of heart shifting is when we learn uh, after we've learned to discern energy, we know which energies we actually need to bring through our heart in order to recalibrate that energy. That energy then is now going out into the world because it's radiated from us. I mean, what you were talking about, Kathy, so beautifully uh, was a representation of, you know, our impact on the world around us. And so um, right off the top of my head, I would say, you know, a lot of what my clients come to me for is typically something different from what we really work on. We really work on, as I said, people getting to know themselves as someone that they can love, as themselves divine, as themselves creative life force energy. And so what I have found, and this is across the gamut, whether we're talking romantic relationships, relationships with others, um, health related issues, uh, manifestation relation, you know, uh, manifestation issues, we come back to the core belief again and again and again of self-love. And so what comes to mind is, um, you know, someone who I had worked with recently who had such, who had such a shrunken version of themselves out into the world that everything that she experienced was a shrunken version of the world. It came through in her um, romantic relationships. It came through her with her relationships with her family. It came through her in her relationship with what she did for a living. And the most astounding things happened once she started to allow herself to let go of the programming that had been so deeply embedded within her from her childhood religion and perpetuated through her parents that she was able to set herself free. And what was once this very abusive romantic relationship, she completely flipped and became the person who was creating the relationship rather than being victimized. Now, this is a very high level. Lots of times, you know, there's, there's no place there for that to happen, but it was present. And so she was able to work with that. She also started to let go of the constraints that her parents um perspectives had on her and she gave herself permission to live life differently she left her job where she had also been under the thumb you know of her family also completely diminished in who she really was wow. and gave herself permission to explore 
what made her heart sing? And now, it, I mean, it's just remarkable. Now, what is she doing? She's working with people who appreciate her, who can't get enough of her, who are in constant um, devotion to her. Wow. And it's because she devoted herself to being her authentic self Perfect. and loving herself above, uh, actually against all odds. Wow, I love that. I yes. love that story. That's really, thank you for giving us an example so that others can understand the turnaround. How long did that take her? I mean, once she... On and off. The- yeah, we, you know, on and off for probably, you know, it would be uh, a month here and then time off and then a month here, time off. So, you know, she was so astute enough to recognize when the energy started to pile up again and she needed to be able to clear out get her um her uh the energy that was so dense that her mind was taking her and that you're not enough you're not this you're not pretty enough you're not all of that yeah and we would do the work again discerning the ego's voice the higher self bringing it all through the heart and releasing it back out and i'm telling you i do this for myself all the time yeah this is not a one-shot deal (laughs) we are we are actually cultivating we're learning how to cultivate a self-love lifestyle And it's to the point now with her, with so many other of my clients, as it is with me, it's now so uncomfortable to be out of that vibrational frequency of self-love that the moment I feel myself in there, I cannot wait to bring myself back again. It's so uncomfortable. It's like fingernails on a blackboard. You just feel it in every single part of you. So, um, and again, no matter what you think you're there working on, what we're going to see is a clearing that's going to take place in every aspect of your life. Wonderful. So it's, you know, it, you're, what you're shifting is your entire energy field and you're creating a place for love to land and for your love to land in a place where you will be cherished. And, and when you show up as love, everything seems to change. Um, every opportunity that you have changes because you're totally present. You, you, it's a different perspective mm-hmm. than, than most people have. So um, I wanted to ask Nancy or Marcy, um, do, do you find people, there's a lot of walk-ins that are happening now and mm-hmm. that's why they're changing? Or are these people that their soul just found, they found you because they, they want, it wants to embody, it wants soul body fusion? It's such an interesting question. And I would say um, It's probably a combination of all of the above. You know, we are, as we know, we are well in this ascension process, but more than anything, it's, it's so accelerated that um, I believe that everything is coming in to support us in this. And so whether it's a walk-in, whether it is, you know, um, a sudden, you know, self, realization you know that epiphany that revelation that just starts you know as a catalyst um it almost doesn't matter to me i just stay focused on what i know is essential for every single one of us and i'm telling you this is where miracles are being released uh out into people's lives and there's absolutely no denying it. Well, okay. So the other question I have for you is about being a hypnotherapist. Mm. Do you use hypnotherapy as part of your process with people? 
So at this point, I'm sure that there is something that comes through, but when I'm working with someone, I'm not using processes. I see. Spirit um, guides me. I am uh -huh. working in the higher self of that person. I understand. So that person's higher self is directing me, giving me Perfect. all the information that I need that I simply mirror back, but I'm also given processes to take them through to accelerate and um, raise their vibrational frequency as fast as possible because we can't have anyone lagging behind right right well there you know that it's all in divine order how mm -hmm. how people find you and their souls their soul said okay who can we get to help we've been leaving memos everywhere and yeah Books have been flying off the of shelves. Mm -hmm. Facebook invites are coming across the screen out of nowhere. And uh, so so now we've got to find Marcy. <laughs> that's, so, that's the way it works. Yeah, thank you so much. So um, I have three websites. One is heartshiftcoach.com. One is marcynewman.com, and that's M-A-R-C-Y. N-E-U-M-A-N-N.com. And I also have selfloveuniversity.com. And there is so much information because I've created a number of digital programs you can do at your own pace. I've created, you know, programs where we can use that digital program as a base and then you have coaching with me. Um, you name it, it's there for you. There's some, you know, free information. There are um, programs of all costs and, of course, to address every aspect of life that you may need some attention to so that we can create that clarity and um, clear that path for you sure. to become who you're meant to be. Perfect. This is the time that everyone needs this. So I'm going to share this site. Um, the um, mm -hmm. hardshiftcoach.com site yeah. mm -hmm. where people can get this wonderful choose self-love book and yeah. teach them how to be empowered. Basically, that's what a lot of what your stuff is, is yeah. you, you may hold their hand a little bit to initiate, but then they um, from then on, they have all the tools they need. To, to go, that's, as you said, in your example, you said the, the woman would leave for a couple months and mm -hmm. then come back. I mean, that shows um, that that is a, a wonderful, wonderful example of how yeah. this all works. You, you don't want to shatter someone's whole personality. I mean, some people do. I mean, I took Avatar and did Wizards and came, I mean, two weeks and I came back and I was disoriented to say mm. the least yeah no my my job is to set you free yeah 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 ultimate ultimate freedom yeah, yeah. so i i want people to know to go to hardshiftcoach.com mm -hmm. and get this book sign up it's yeah. beautifully done thank you and um i want to make sure that people know that this is um a we're part of the recipe for success right. for this new world that we're coming into. There's all sorts of um, opportunities for you to show up and bring your genius, but your right. genius may be underneath a whole bunch of stuff, <laughs> right? It's, mm -hmm. it, it wants to be revealed. And uh, certainly the people that watch this show um, are looking for ways to be the best that they can, show love the best that they can. And they may um, they may need the help to to be the love. Yes. Um, as women, we've been taught to take care of everyone else first. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're so right on. Um, and I just want everyone to remember this is your birthright. Yeah. You know, when we talk about the consciousness of love, <coughs> nowhere does it say that one person is more important than the other, that there is no greater or lesser. There's no right or wrong, no good nor bad. 
And so when we come into this frequency of pure love, we automatically know that. And we start to live from that place. And um, this is really where you can be found. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. And and uh, this is the path to the new earth. So yeah. thank you so much, Marcy. Oh, it's this been is, such a pleasure, uh, Kathy. You're so wonderful. What a wonderful host you are. Oh, thank you. Well, um, you can tell I'm, I'm eager to learn. I'm eager to get the tools out there because there's so many people that um, you can just see them. They're almost like rosebuds in there. Mm-hmm. They're just they're so close. They just need just a little bit of help to, to see a different um, way of being and get out of the victimization and get into the, the uh, love of self and others and the compassionate um, possibility for our future. So, um, well, thank you so much. I, mm-hmm. We do need to go. We'll have to do this again. I would love to. Yes, thank you so much. And and everybody, please go to heartshiftcoach.com yeah. and um, check, get the free download, and you'll you'll start to get a feeling for um, your possibilities. That's right. In all of this, right? Yes, absolutely. Right. Thank yeah. you. Thank, Thank you. you Thank everyone. you, everyone. Share this. If, if you have friends or relatives that um, might benefit, please share it. Thank you very much. Thank and you. please subscribe if you're on YouTube. Please, please, please subscribe. Thank you.